It looks like some people really want HTTP3 and quick support in Node.js so bad. Someone actually donated $1,000 in one of the crowdsourcing uh, websites to Node.js devs in order to support that. How about we jump into it? Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So thank you to ARED who sent me this email. Uh, apparently they are subscribed to this website. That's called Resolve. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds like some sort of a, of this crowdsourcing where uh, you can donate and fund projects to individual people and uh, uh, products like Node.js. So this issue says HTTP3 support was created back in July 2021. And uh, this is to bring the support of HTTP3 to Node.js, which does not exist today. Uh, now, when we think about it, uh, it makes sense for other front-end facing proxies to support HTTP3, such as Nginx, HA proxy, uh, Envoy, things like, you know, that, that, that acts like an API gateway, things like talk to the client directly. However, Node.js uh, does not fit that criteria. It's very rare where you find Node.js publicly accessible directly to end consumer clients being that uh, python api calls or javascript or any other websites really really rare that we find that usually nudges sits deep into the back end because of the how swiss army knife it is you know it, you can just do so much with nudges and it's really scary to put it into the front end you know uh, when i say front end i mean the the uh, the edge effectively talking directly to the uh, clients but some people want that uh, so let, let's just read through this and uh, give you my thoughts on this so http 3 support uh, this was created by rust a lot user back in july as far as i can tell there is no there's currently no open uh issue explicitly tracking for quake or http3 these are different things right obviously should be three to support the http3 protocol that uses quake in uh in in below layers however quake 
is actually it's a standalone protocol that you can use regardless of HTTP, right? It doesn't have any of the blow that HTTP have, if you will, you know, the the, the queue back, compression, headers, uh, doesn't have all of that stuff. You just, you can use the idea of streams directly on Quick without the uh, head of line blocking that we have on TCP. Selfishly, I am very interested in knowing when this is available. So I personally find it very valuable to have an issue. So this guy created an issue and he's linking all the actual work. And he's doing actually a story that I never heard before here. So the document quick was tracked in this particular issue. Then it was closed because they they effectively implemented some experimental uh, experimental implementation back I believe in 2020, and then the inter the entire implementation was then removed due to lack of support of OpenSSL. If you don't know, Node.js uses OpenSSL as the uh, as effectively the backend for their crypto API. You know, we we've now moved uh, uh, to quick TLS fork of OpenSSL to avoid being blocked by OpenSSL approach to implementing quick. OpenSSL have been notorious of uh, slow slowing down and uh, i know there's a lot of you know uh, people moving away of open ssl that's what i started to notice then a new quick implementation was created obviously and then obviously to, in order to implement http 3 you need quick support so uh, some people started donating here uh, not much uh, ten dollars 75 dollars you know 50 bucks here and there 20 bucks but then what what was that <laughs> that was like seven a week ago. Resolve bot, you know, posted. Pim Terry, right, has contributed a thousand bucks to this issue, right, in order just to support HTTP three, you know, and obviously, quick, right. So this tells me that there is demand for Node.js being uh, supporting the HTTP three and the quick protocol. You know, another thing we didn't mention here is is uh, when we talk about HTTP three support, we're really talking about two pieces here. We four pieces to be specific. We're talking about Node.js supporting being HTTP three server and Node.js being an HTTP three client. So it has the knowledge to connect to an HTTP three server, right? That these are two different things, right? You need to teach Node.js to connect to HTTP3 server because it's a different protocol at the end of the day, right? Right, And I'm talking deep down. You, as a user, you will not feel the difference. You will still call fetch or Axios or whatever, and it, it internally will use HTTP3, but it needs to know how to connect to new DP. And if the backend doesn't support quick, it has to fall back to TCP. All this logic needs to be written as a client side. And also as a server side, in case you want to listen, right? <laughs> and then you have to do a quick listener, right? And also a quick client. So there is a lot of work there. It's not easy job. So as I mentioned at the beginning in the video, uh, there is no particular i don't see a lot of people putting node.js front facing directly all the uh to to publicly you know listening on a public 
IP address and being publicly addressable by anyone in the internet. That is generally, I don't like to say bad idea, it's just dangerous. And if you, while it's useful, it's really dangerous because Node.js can do so many things, right? It's not battle tested to be front facing the wild, wild internet. Uh, people can do all sorts of things to exploit some of the vulnerabilities, Node.js. It's relatively new in the arena, especially if you wanted to put it as a reverse proxy or as a web server publicly accessible. You can, you know how the, the stuff you can do with Node.js? Imagine just having someone exploiting that, you know? So you, that's why you put Nginx in front of it. You put HA proxy that just features stripped, that you can do only these kind of things, you know? It's just a reverse proxy, you know? Uh, it's just it does only this these kind of jobs and and then you, on the back end you have a, an isolated private network where your reverse proxy talks to this back end that is privately not accessible by the public internet and you can have a little bit of a level of security there right but it seems like if i would to make a guess you know let's assume this is not required for direct http3 support to i don't know have build a website or an api that requires a lot of concurrency right because let's let's be honest why would you need http3 you want uh, you want concurrency you are sending a lot of requests from the client at the same time to that server right that, this this has to be understood one client is sending a lot of requests you know uh, concurrently so HTTP3 and HTTP2 helps. HTTP3 is even better because it doesn't have the idea of TCP block. It's not being blocked by this, the, the idea of TCP sequencing its own segments. We, do, we are doing the sequencing effectively at the higher level with Quake and HTTP3 so that we don't have this blocking between streams, right? So you can create a stream, you can send a request, you can create another stream, send another request. So it's it's more you know, streamlined. But what if you don't want to put uh, Node.js in the front? You want to put it in the back? What kind of use cases? Now, one, one thing I can think of is you have a chatty backend for a reason. You, you're communicating between two pieces in your backend. The backend is Node.js and the frontend is also part of this private backend that it sits deep into your backend, right? So just, it's like, some sort of a microservices architecture is just clients talking to each other. So this is useful. Yeah, I, th I, th I think HTTP3, and if you want to go lower, quick directly is useful for that. You know, I want to create one connection, you know, to my Node.js, and I want to pool it. I want to create a, some sort of a pooling where I have multiple clients, and I want each client to have a single stream. And instead of creating multiple TCP connections, you know, and use pooling this way. So it's definitely saves on resources, if you think about it. And uh, while this introduces a little bit of a CPU kick, you know, on your backend, I don't know how much, you know, it all compares to the trial and error and testing, really. That's why Netflix didn't move to quick yet, if you notice, when we tested that last time, uh, we would, uh, did the diff tool on Netflix. They didn't move to quick because... They don't have a reason to, you know? You only move when you actually see a block. 
something is blocking you and boy you will be surprised how far that bar is you know it's just it takes time you know we have a lot of stuff that we can optimize as engineers in our code in our uh, services that runs in our how in the language that we use to write these services there's so much you can optimize so the protocol is really the last thing that will slow you down you know it depends obviously in on the cost right of each request and the latencies you know if if if, if a request takes a uh, three millisecond and your protocol is slowing you down by seven or eight milliseconds then it's worth it but if you're back and it already takes i don't know 40 50 millisecond what's an additional one or two millisecond of the protocol fix the back end fix the services and then move there um i don't see a value of http3 and quick right especially when when it comes to pooling on the back end uh i do see a value if you decided to put it on the node.js in the front end, in the edge, and have a lot of clients connecting to that, right? If you have a lot of consuming clients, uh, but I would, I would really think twice before putting Node.js Node in the edge. It's just so scary because you, you can do so much with Node.js, and it's just not a good idea to put it there. So if it was exploited, it's bad, you know. If if Nginx was exploited, then ah, it's really minimum the things you can call you know, with Nginx cause damage, but uh, Node.js is not really battle tested to be front facing the world. You know, you have to put it between behind them. Again, I might be wrong. This might change. Node.js will be really secure. Uh, I mean, every month we see the uh, notice with security notices and Node.js continue to fix security uh, vulnerabilities, you know, fix those. So yeah, maybe it will get better and better and people will be encouraged to put it in the front end, but I uh, I don't know about that yet. But I, I mean, guys, what do you personally think? Uh, what kind of use cases would you use, would you use Node.js, Quick, or HTTP3 for? I would love to hear your opinion, right? Uh, I kind of throw in one here where connection pooling on the back end might be useful. Instead of creating multiple connections, you create one, right? Quick connection or HTTP3, and then create streams for each one, right? I still need to read your guys' comments and thoughts. What do you think about this? Uh, do you think this is a necessary change in the future or just, this is just a nice to have kind of a feature? Let me know in the comment section below. I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.